Yeah, I know we wanted to talk about relationships, and I don't know why this morning when I was in the shower, if y'all open to it. I was actually listening to the podcast, too, but um, if we could start with uh, what our early visions of, um, whether it be like a romantic relationship, if we, we want to start with that, like what our early visions of that was and then like how it changed over time. For me, I really do find relationships like as foundational for really being able to cultivate um, that sense of community and confidence and things like that. Um, I just know, for, well, in my background, I grew up and what really fostered me and helped me grow and um, continue to hit the next level of my development was the people that I could rely on, count on, um, and trust to give me very honest and applicable feedback. So I've always found it so integral that, you know, not that I find because I don't want to make it seem like I go and look for people, but more so that I be, I'm open and I'm also open with how I am so that the right people can be attracted to me. And once I have developed that type of connection, I really f focus and put intent on developing and nurturing that relationship because I just, I just have realized as we pour into other people and they pour into us, the type that energy together is just, you know, just accumulating so much more rapid and um, is going to really, I feel like, gear you up to reach that next level. I feel as though everything you bring into your life, especially the people you surround yourself self with, should not only just be a friend, but also be an asset for you to continue to develop um, spiritually, intellectually, um, mentally, um, you know, hygienically, all these different things. You should have someone there motivating you or else you can maybe seem complacent or not know that there is a there's more fruit to this life. Um, and I feel like that also comes in and having the right people around you to really, you know, teach you things so that when it's time for you to go find your partner, your spouse or whatever, that you are very equipped with who you are and the values that you have for yourself based on kind of the, the group that you operate around and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, you do have to be able to still stand as an individual amongst your friends so that you don't get so caught into playing someone else's game and that you can still play your game. But you have these people around you that's contributing, you know, valuable knowledge to your game that you're filtering through your own perspective and take that into a relationship, you know, it just pours much into that. You know, you don't want a friend around you as you get into a relationship who's dragging you down, bringing you down, saying, oh, that girl's not right for you, just because they want to be with you more versus you want that friend empowering you to take that next step to, you know, you have to do what's best for you. You know, I look at all my friends around me and how much they pour into my, to me, and ultimately how much they also pour into my relationship to help that continue to improve and to grow and it brings another sense of how valuable the people around you is because I'm sure we've all seen people like have those friends around them that are validators and that just um, if someone comes to them and say, my spouse did this, my spouse did this. And they're just saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mess, don't, forget him, forget him or whatever. You know, they say that's not really contributing anything of growth to you, but just being a validator and letting you kind of wallow in your own self-pity. Do you feel like not, I'm not talking about middle school relationships, and I'm talking about romantic, so not middle school relationships or, or high school. Maybe when you got more serious. For me, I feel like everything I did up until I got with Ash was like almost a high school relationship. Even after high school, I was messing with the, the high school people. So I was in the same cycle of doing the same thing. Do you? And, and that's when my vision of a relationship changed. I went into it with the same high school perspective, but then 
like as we grew together, it changed. And I could I could get into that, but I just wanted to ask you, like, did you have a turning point as well, whether it had been with Haley? Like, were you guys completely different? Was your was your vision of a relationship completely different when you guys started versus like what it is now? Like oh, what you were expecting from it as well. Oh yeah, most definitely. Um in college, we always speak about this in college, we really felt close, like we loved each other, like we knew everything about each other. And that was part of the problem that we felt that we had already achieved and reached all this. And when you feel like, you know, there's nothing else left to get to know or nothing else to love more, you get complacent when you are. And then that's when the relationship starts to become somewhat hectic because you feel like she's so learned and she thinks that I'm so learned that we can predict each other's next move far as, oh, I know he's going to do this. Or I know she's going to do that. And can in a sense start to get frustrated. And it took definitely, it took having to, well, it took coming back from Colorado and then COVID happening. So we're in the house the whole time, staying in the house together. There's so much worked out so beautifully for us because we both realized that when I was in college, my main focus was football. Um, no matter how much I tried to put it, she had said that to me a few times in college and me, I'm like, don't say it. that's not true. Like, you know, I love you. You are the most important thing in my life. I'm just, I'm a football player right now. But in a sense, I, after she told me this, I started to understand it a little bit deeper and be like, dang, no, you're right. You kind of had to figure yourself out while I was so preoccupied with school football. You feel me? I'm still wanting to be with my boys as a young, as a young gun. Um, and we, after I was able to release that and admit that that was the case and she was able to basically forgive me for not necessarily giving her the time and also forgive herself for holding on to something that she knew was out of both of our control at the time. And from there, that's when we hit another, another um, level. It was like, I started learning so many things about her that I thought I already knew, but these were new things. And for each thing new that I learned, I loved her more and more and more. And through that, we began to just continue to learn more about each other every day and really poured into each other and told each other and, um, was really domineering in this that make sure that you're working on yourself, make sure that you're getting your personal development and um, whatever phase you're in your life, go, go study that, go figure that out. Um, you don't necessarily have to talk to me 24 seven. So we were very big advocates for also doing the work and um, getting to know ourselves and getting closer to who we really are as individuals so that we weren't relying on each other um, to bring that, to fulfill that part of our hearts and as we started to fulfill our hearts and make our hearts our hearts bigger from all the personal work that we did, all the all the layers that we shaved off, we were able to bring our hearts together in this relationship and truly coddle it, nurture it, and truly grow that relationship in a way that really opened us both up, that we will never know everything there is to know about each other. So it is going to be fun to get to know you each and every day because... Every day we're growing, every day we're changing, we're evolving, we're getting these new realizations, we're hitting different levels of ourself and then falling into different levels of what all this stuff entails. And um, there's no limit, there's, no gonna, there's not going to be a day where, like I figured it out or I figured you out or, or I know you. We feel that resonance of being together, of being one, you know, and just like the simple things we, we do. We talk and we, sometimes we can predict what the other's going to say next, but Ever so much, Haley said today, she said, I see you, but sometimes I just can't get you. So I have to just keep learning because she said, you keep growing and you keep doing funny things. One moment you're doing this, the next moment you're saying that. And I'm just trying to figure out that connection. And she's like, that's the exciting thing. We're still 
figuring out how this connection works in a whole and not getting so caught on the pieces of it and thinking that that's the whole, but there's still a bigger picture, something bigger to grasp, bigger to understand. And it might not be understood intellectually or conceptually. It might be something that just is a deep understanding within you and you feel that tingle in you sometimes, that shot of that resonance. You feel that and you know that's love and that's nurture. You got to nurture that and um, really appreciate that because it's special. It's funny that you say that because I just told you, I don't know if it was if we had the mics on or if it was, if it was at your house, but how that port, like how you guys feel like, how she just told you she's still getting to know you, like she she sees you. What'd she say? Say it again. She sees me. <laughs> she says she sees me, but she she still sometimes doesn't get me. <laughs> but that pours over because I just told you, like, I'm listening to Ram Dass to understand you more. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's not something I just do with you. Like, I get to do that with my wife as well, whatever she's interested in to see, like, you know. So so we have things to talk about. And now I can grow from her and see and, and understand her as well, mm-hmm. understand where she's coming from. If she's listening to something I'm not, I may not understand. But that has that hasn't always been my outlook, I feel like, on relationships, period. And I feel like it comes from, I know my mom didn't mean to, but she tried to show me that you can do it by yourself, a strong woman. And for a long time, I had friends, but I ain't need you. And it wasn't till for real, I met y'all. And it's like, okay, there is no like such thing as a self-made person. And that goes with everything. I realized, like, even throughout the camp, the what you guys provide, like, each of you, you may not feel like it's a big deal. You may not even know what I'm talking about, but it, it's it's huge in, and it's pivotal for me to get through camp. And the same thing with her, like, how she holds it down. But, like, in the beginning of, like, my high school, when I was getting out of the high school phase and I'm trying to get more serious with her, um, when we... The reason I, I even asked her to marry me, it was not something she always talked about. It wasn't like any pressure thing or societal thing. But um, I told her I wanted to move to Florida really early in the relationship. And she was like, okay, so when are we going? And I'm like, wow, you're putting a lot of trust in me. I, I For me, it was like, I got to make her feel secure. And I wouldn't say that's my outlook on it now. This the ring, the paperwork is not to make her feel secure now. But then it was like, yo, I need to like let her family know, like, I got it. Like, I'm going to make this the real deal. And that wasn't the way to look at it because, I mean, even the next, I mean, I, even after we got married, the next three years were really hard. Like, the first three years of our marriage, we were supposed to be in the honeymoon phase, but it was really hard because we were married maybe for not the right reasons in the beginning. We weren't working on ourselves. We moved here and we were doing better. We had better jobs, we had a better living situation, but we weren't working on ourselves. We weren't healing things. We were like, this is who I am. She gonna have to deal with it. I'm not a morning person. She gonna have to deal with it. I fall asleep early, she gonna have to deal with it. And it's still things that we work on now. Like um, even her coming back from her trip, like she understands like, okay, I can't just say that's how I am. Because I've, I've grown this much, and I can see that in comparison to, you know, um, where I used to be, but I can still grow more. Like, I can see how I'm still stuck in my ways and still grow more. And I'm excited that she went on that trip by herself because it really did change her perspective a lot. And she grew up, like, in, in the first three years of our marriage, I struggled a lot with the idea of she don't understand me because her parents, like, they were married her whole life. And my mom, I mean... 
me and my sisters, we got three different dads. So three baby fathers, three kids, three baby fathers. My dad, he's got three kids, three baby moms. Like, to me, I was so, I didn't, I didn't want that so bad. I thought it was going to be perfect. I'm like, I'm going to make it perfect. It has to be perfect because it's not going to be like that. And now I got this, I'm thinking like the movies. Like, why is she tripping over dishes? They don't be tripping over dishes in the movies. Like, all these little things. I'm like, this, like, I just, I just knew, like, okay, my perspective, like, this, this, this really got to change if I want this to, to grow. And, and even now, like I said, every single day we're working on ourselves when we, we, okay, oh, dang, we just took a step back. But hold on, let me get it together, take a deep breath. All right, yo, my bad. Like, that's, that was really hard for us, I feel like, for us to say sorry. I don't know why it was really hard for us to say. I don't know if it's because it's two females and we were just like, hell no, nah, I'm not saying sorry, but it was really hard. And now we could do that. Mm. So I feel like that's, that's really, really dope. And even, even with, explain? I'm sorry to cut you off. I just want to explain the story. So come over here. Special guest here. We've been waiting to hit, get on here though. <laughs> What's up y'all? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let me just explain something about what Stephanie just said. So, the sorry, the sorry part, I definitely feel like it stems from, like, us growing up. Because, like, in a household, like, it's really rare when we hear, like, oh, I'm sorry, or, like, your parents apologizing, you know, to your mom or your dad, you know. You rarely hear that. I rarely heard that. And I know for her, she rarely heard that because her mom's, like, a tough cookie. And her dad, like, she wasn't really with her dad all the time. So, you know, when we would get into fights and arguments and stuff like that, um, saying sorry definitely wasn't a thing for us. It was just like, like in my head, it was just like, all right, we'll get over it. And she knows I'm sorry, mm-hmm. you know, and I know she's sorry. She don't mean it. Like we married, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's definitely going into depth on more about the sorry part. So mm-hmm. that way you guys understand a little bit more. Yeah. Thinking that that sorry part's implied when in reality mm-hmm. it's not, or it could be, but it's refreshing for someone to hear that part. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's actually something too. When she was on her trip, I'm like, you know, when she comes back, I just want to do everything to make each other's life easier. Like, it don't even be a big deal. Just just a little thing. Like, if I could make the bed instead of her making the bed. Like, just a little thing. No, I definitely think about that, too. And it, it's, it's like you said earlier, it's that clinging to that, this is how I am. Mm-hmm. And you, I feel like that, that is, that's a detriment to ourselves to think that because of how we came up or because of what we're going through, this is just how we have to be. Um, so confined and so constricted to this person that there's no opportunity to change, no opportunity to, to grow. And people have to see that they're malleable, they, that they have, you know, neuroplasticity is real and you can really break some of the, these habits that you think are you as soon as you stop attaching yourself to these based on what, how you came up or what you went through. Um, it's so easy to get attached because we're all here, all trying to make a sense of who we are. How do we make a sense of that? We make sense of that through our experience. So we look at things, we grasp things. This is me, this is me, this is me. And we get lost in all these things that this is me, that we don't even believe that there is room for anything more, anything different from this. Or we don't believe that we're worthy of anything different than this because this is how we was treated before, so this must be uh, what we're worth. And that's where I feel like... um, Friends can really come in, not even necessarily a romantic partner, but like friends come into your life that don't necessarily look for you to produce something to be valuable, but just see you as the human being as being valuable 
I like to be around you. I like how you make me feel when I'm around you. doesn't matter what you say. Um, we always laugh. We always smile. And in my life, friends have been so, so big for me. Um, and there was times in my life I felt like I was bullied or picked on, but I've always felt like I've been able to have at least one, two, three, four people that were my peers, older or younger, that I could come around and we would have genuine fun and um, just really just inspiring growth. Um, I think to, as of late, you know, my latest friend group, cha- you know, friend group change is obviously this group that's in this room between, you know, y'all, uh, JC, Steph, Ash, you know, Chris, you know, certain people that I'm around all the time. But the first step, the first group that really changed my life as um, far as developing me into a man is JC, Mike, TG, uh, D. Hale, B. Will, and um, T. Gray, and those guys. Um, and what they brought to me was a sense of, I don't care how you perform on the practice field or how you perform a game or if you play then or you play this. So already I feel accepted because the performance that I'm having is not being attached to whether this person likes me or not. It's, oh, they actually want to be around me even though I don't play or that I'm um, – Still, a, I don't travel. I'm still at campus while they playing the games. They want to come back and hang out with me. So I see already, genuinely, they, they, they see me for something more than what I uh, put myself out to be. And a friend like that is so humbling in so many ways because you realize that ultimately, like, what the you going and do something, you know, no matter the results, that's a person that's there for you. If you, if you get it, they're going to be your biggest fan. If you don't get it, they're still going to be your biggest fan because they know your worth. And they might know your worth a little bit better than you because they can look at you from a different perspective and um, see things in yourself that you don't see. Haley tells me all the time these different things about myself that she feels like are good qualities about me. And I'm like, huh, you feel me? Like, I'm, I'm not even aware of that. Mm-hmm. So it brings that sense of confidence as if you see this, then, you know, maybe I should start to see it and start to walk in that and feel it, too. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Like when we talk, you know, we we're not validating each other in any way. We're questioning each other. We are empowering each other to take that next step, to challenge ourselves, to go harder, and not to get lost in the challenge, but to enjoy the challenge and see it as the game is that it is. And I, even, I remember when I uh, was making my website, I was writing my little About Me page. I, I made sure that it was known that anything that I do have that you might call success is because of the people that was around me. Um, I don't take all the credit for nothing that I've ever achieved because I know there's so many people that have poured so many things into me and lifted me up when I didn't feel like I could get up that, boom, here I am walking on two feet. I'm sprinting. I'm running. I'm head first through the next thing. And I have the relationships to thank, you know, and those take time. You know, um, you, you develop those. You continue to nurture those. But at the same time, you can't get so attached to how it should look. And you have to accept and meet that friend where they are. If you're going to be someone's friend, you don't be their friend for the potential that they have. You be their friend for everything they have to offer to you right here at this moment. And you accept them for that and you understand the way that they are. And you don't hope for nothing more. You just continue to be that person right there with them, talking with them, talking with them, um, pouring into them, getting poured in by them. Um, And that is the importance of friendship. And that's an important thing to not attach to is that they should look a certain way. And when you have really developed and nurtured a relationship, distance won't matter. The amount of times you see each other won't matter. The amount of times you talk to each other won't matter because you have nurtured a relationship that goes beyond all these physical qualities of communication that you communicate just, you know, spirit to spirit. That's my, that's my boy. I don't got to talk to him. If I ain't talked to him in a month, guess what? When we talk the next month, we're going to pick up 
right where we left off because I resonate with you. I, I don't have to intellectually think about what you said or remember what you said because we are so intertwined. We are so developed as, um, as people and as a relationship that I can remember where we left off and we can keep going like we haven't missed a beat because ultimately we haven't. I know for um, us being in college, like our, our group of friends, my sister's always tell me that she wish she had friends like us. Simply because of like how close we were, she always sees on videos. Like I want to meet them. Like why, why y'all so close? Like what's going on? And I think it goes back to we was doing things that I guess we never really paid attention to. Like um, always hanging out at Mike J crib, just the random calls. What you doing? I'm bored. You know, so let's play Fortnite. Let's go to Mike J crib. What you about to eat? You know, what I mean? like, little mm-hmm. things like that. I feel like carried us throughout college. Like and slowly but surely, we grew stronger and stronger. Simply because we was doing those small checkups, calling for no reason, just. I'm bored. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, mind you, it sounds small, but over the years and you end up hanging out, you know what I mean? You have deep conversations. All that amounts up to what we see today. You know what I mean? And it's like, oh, you bored and you thought of me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm thankful. You mm-hmm. know, I'm thankful that you thought of me as someone who could bring some light to your mm-hmm. boredom. I want the type of impression I want to have on my friends that I want them to feel for me is that. No matter if I'm talking to you or not talking to you, and this goes for family as well and everything like that, or if I'm seeing you or if I'm not seeing you, you you best believe that I am thinking about you and that my love is coming your way. Because I told Haley, I think about my friends and my family all the time. And here I am, not really near my family. You know, I have my friends, but they're living their lives. So I'm also living my life and I'm doing this thing. But every day I'm sending that love and that energy towards them. I'm not thinking twice about that. That's just that's just how I'm wired, and I and I want to be able to nurture our relationship so much to where they can receive that and feel that no matter if they've talked to me in a week or if they've talked to me in a year that they feel that oh I just thought about oh I thought about Corey he probably thinking about me right now because that's usually what it is I, I bet you mm-hmm. and sometimes you say my name and then guess what I'm probably on the other side thinking about you as well uh, that ear is burning but <laughs> but that's that that's how I look at just look at friendships that's how I look at relationships in general something that is exalting you higher and higher in your consciousness lifting you to this level to where you can really live in coherence with what is you know um and be aware of yourself in a way that some people walk unaware of their self you know and if there's security. The security is in those relationships with the, in, in that in those unspoken bonds rather than anything physically physically manifested. It's in that. It's in knowing that if if I need a ride from the airport, Steph got me. If I need to go to Tampa, JC got me. If I need some sugar in my cup, Ash got me. You know. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's that sense. That's what relationships bring. They bring you that because nothing else really can. But at the same time, you can't get attached to that. When you don't attach to it, you realize that it brings you that in such a profound way that you don't even think twice about whether you're attached or non-attached. You just let things flourish the way they are and continue to nurture that beauty. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Let's Talk Perspective. Uh, Please feel free to uh, reach out to us at perspectivepodcast3 at gmail.com with any comments, questions, concerns, or any topics you would like to hear in the future. We appreciate y'all. Till next time.